0: they will put fixed interest rates that are extremely high in
1: the cost of a truck. So your truck note may be $2,000 a month, but only 200 of it goes to the principal of the truck. To run a successful trucking company, it's all about the least amount of liability for the truck and for the driver, which means you don't make a gazillion dollars going from here to Wyoming. If you can make $1,000 going from here to 10 miles away, then you in.
0: Turn my mic up. for are you? Let's take there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch you nose in your business. Hustle fam, hustle fam, and we are back with another amazing episode. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited <laughs> today. I have the queen in the building, y'all. Miss Tramel, <laughs> she told me to call Tramel K, but I'm just say Tramel Riches Cacoye, right? Yes, yes. All right, all right. The 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 CEO of Pronto Shipping. Yes. Right. Uh, man, we're gonna talk about so much today because you specialize in everything from trucking to uh, warehousing to uh, air freight. Air freight. That's right. Yes. I don't even know where to start with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, because you do so much, I don't know where to start, but I know where we always start is we start from the beginning.
1: Oh God. Right. I can tell you about that. (laughs) All
0: right. So listen, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this. By the way, we are on location. So, you know, we're here in the building. So listen, again, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it, Tramel. You're welcome. We've been trying to do this for what? Two years now. Two years, two years. So we finally made it happen. Yes. All right. So y'all in for a treat. I promise y'all. But let's get into it. Let's start from the beginning, Tramel. First of all, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your background. Let, let's let's get into it.
1: Okay. So I am from, well, I was born in California, grew up in Houston, and um, I, just a regular student in high school, went on to Texas Southern University, got my undergrad, then went on to UT, and I got my master's in social work, okay. and I got licensed as a social worker. And then let's keep going, let's keep going to 2013. Okay. That's when I opened up Pronto. Okay. Did I think it was going to grow to this big? No. (laughs) Did I ever imagine it would be two locations? No. Um, But I just knew I have a strong work ethic. Very, very strong work ethic. I will work 24 hours a day to get where I need to be.
0: Okay, got you. So you you took a big leap there. We're we going to bring leap. it back a little bit, right? So you said you were born in California. How how long did you live in California?
1: I was just born there. Okay, so baby. so Just a baby. And then got my you. mom got then married to, to my dad. Okay. And I grew up in Houston. All right. Grew, grew up, up in, in Houston. Grew up in
0: Houston. What, like, particular area? Is there, like, a I know Houston has, like, a bunch Houston, of different areas, Houston, I graduated
1: right? from Worthing High School.
0: Worthing High School. What yeah. type of student were you?
1: Um... I really was not much of, I was just an average student, Okay. just an average student, but I always had hustle. Okay. I always had hustle. All right. I worked at Kmart at 16 years old. Just always had hustle.
0: All right. Got you. So aside from tell me a little bit more about your hustle. You're working at a young age. What else did you do as a kid? Did you play any sports? Did you do anything my else? My sister,
1: my identical twin sister, Roxelle Richards, she plays sports. I was always a cute twin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> OK, got you, got you, got you. All right. So 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 16, you're working, you're kind of making your way. Then you said you went to college, right?
1: Yes. I okay, went to Texas we- Southern Texas Southern Texas Southern University okay. undergrad and right. then after that I went got my master's from the University of Texas at Arlington okay I have my master's degree in social work
0: okay so tell me about college days any any
1: yes I enjoy college now okay. college I enjoy college you meet a lot you have make a lot of great relationships in college so I enjoyed that
0: okay okay mm-hmm. okay got you so after college what do you do
1: so I was just working. I was just working a job. I and you said
0: you, you got a degree in what? I'm sorry, to cut social you off. work. Social work. Social work. Okay, so after college, did you get into social work. Yes, I did. Okay, I so worked go ahead, several
1: story. jobs as a social worker. And then one day, my last job, I worked. Um, I said, you know what? Enough of me working for someone else. So me and my husband were arguing. We were going down Chimney Rock. We was arguing, arguing. I was like, I'm quitting this job. I'm opening my own business. And no, Tramiel, you can't do that. I was like. Watch me!
2: <laughs> right.
1: We found a location, and I said, "That's that's the spot right there. Look at the traffic. Look at the traffic." And there's no shipping place. And I said, "And you're gonna do taxes, Ben, because Ben, husband, is real smart." And I said, "You're gonna do taxes there." Okay. And so, the
0: birth of pronto began. Okay. okay. So 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 real quick. So you you knew you wanted to open up your own business. Yes. Right, but you said you're driving down Chimney Rock Chimney you said, Rod. and you're looking at different buildings,
1: They're looking at different buildings. And I said, I'm going to open up my own company.
0: How did you, what made you say you want to do a shipping company? Where'd that come from?
1: Okay. So I looked at the location this was in 2013. This okay. is like before the social media craze and all of that. Okay. And I'm looking, I said, there's no place to ship anything. So I said, Ben, while you doing taxes, I'm going to go ahead and do the shipping. Okay. So we're going to have multiple things going on, you know? Did,
0: did you know anybody else who was in shipping or I in- I had mid-
1: to learn everything. Okay. Everything. I did not have a me.
2: Got Could you. you imagine? <laughs> I had
1: to learn about air freight. I had to learn about trucking. I had so many mistakes, so many cars. Like, I had to learn. It was just like, I had to learn everything.
0: Right, right. Now, I got you. So, but what's interesting to me is you come from social worker background- yes. But you're thinking about shipping, like yes. as a social worker. What would <laughs> what make you think exactly? about shipping? <laughs> that's that's a, all, I'm, I'm, all. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying so, to make that connection. Yeah,
1: exact. But you know what? Social work and education teaches you how to think. Okay. You see how I opened up a company, and I knew how to think. Okay. I knew, hey, I'm driving. There's nowhere to ship. I'm looking at the demographic, the diversity in that area of Chimney Rock and the Galleria this is a perfect location gotcha to open up something like this so and boy at, did I open
0: <laughs> so at, at that point who would be who would be your competition at that point was it were there it any was other FedEx, shipping so places? I
1: became I was FedEx right up the street okay and so um just the FedEx of the' show, I became a FedEx authorized ship center DHL authorized ship center and then people were coming to me shipping and then they would have large stuff huge large things and I said you know what um I was talking to someone, they said, You need to go into air freight. And i I'm the type of person, you just tell me something one time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm
1: gonna take it and I'm gonna run with it. Okay. And that's when I started researching.
0: Air freight. Air freight. Okay. Got you. So and, so so you so you saw so okay, so the only people that you could really model was like big companies like FedEx. That's it. But
1: that, FedEx that, is is known for small packages. Okay. They won't ship anything like a car. Some stuff you have to put on a plane. When it comes to million-dollar art pieces, you cannot put that on a truck. Okay. Diamonds. Freight that is very valuable. They go on a plane. You, you, you can't. Okay. They even, you can't even ship a horse. You know, the, 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 the horses, um, the race horses that are like in Qatar that they race them, they go on airplanes.
2: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: You see? You got gotcha. to get it there fast. You can't put a horse in a closed-in container.
2: Right, that, would, that wouldn't work out too well.
1: No, you can't. So you, so, so that was my niche. Okay, and boy, did I make
0: it. <laughs> so, so, so first, you started off shipping like regular small packages. Regular
1: small packages.
0: So you were kind of competing with the FedEx. It wasn't right? even
1: compete. I was a FedEx authorized ship center, so they would send me, you know, hey, go down there. She's still open.
0: Okay, so stop there. So you became a FedEx authorized ship center. So how does that process work? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um. I just applied for it. And you supplied
0: applied for I it? I just applied. I mean, pe- people may not know that information. You could yeah, just, just literally applied. have a location, a brick and mortar, brick and, and mortar, say, I want to become an authorized FedEx
1: shooter. Ship Center, and then they have to approve you. Now, this is a catch-22. Okay. They have to approve you based on the location, and is there a need? Now, see, this was back in 2013. Okay. So, there was a need. Now, I don't it know. It may not be the same it's as not easy. It's the same, okay. not easy. So,
0: so, so, at that time, you just you said- because I'm, I'm building a story here. Okay. So you said, all right, I want to open up a business. You said, I want to open up a shipping business, right? Correct. You said it was the fastest way to open up a shipping business. Right. I, I'm, I'm, Tremel. I'm not yes. a big, large I'm not corporation, big, so right? How can so I, how can I open up that shipping business? You said I could partner with somebody. I par, you partner. You partner you with FedEx. You partner, partner with
1: FedEx. You okay. partner with DHL. And believe it or not, in business, when you get to a certain level, partnerships are very, very strong. And then you will feed off of one another. Okay. So it was at a time where um, I remember the FedEx right up the street they wouldn't ship certain items, and they would say, "Go right down the street to Pronto; she'll ship it." Mm. You know. So I was shipping, you know, like of course, hairspray and things of that nature that's has- hazardous. So of course, I have a mentor. His name is Larry, and he does the hazmat packaging. Okay. So things that they weren't shipping at the time, I would ship.
0: Okay. Okay. You Got know? you. Can you tell us a little bit about? Like financially, like what type of money were you making to ship products? Just to give us an idea, what that business makes? Are you making small margins per product, or how, how does that? I business was making model
1: work? very small part, You know, just I wasn't making that much. Okay, it was the air freight. Okay, that really took me to the next level.
0: Got you. So at that point, when you're shipping like the smaller products, you're not really making a lot of money, but you find this niche. I found my niche. And you said somebody told you, "Hey, you should ship air freight." Yes. Who was that person, and why so, did they tell you that? So-
1: <laughs> okay, so one day um, I had a, a guy. He was uh, he came in. He was he was from Qatar. Okay, he was like, I need to ship my stuff, and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll ship it for you. No, I don't use FedEx. I don't. I use Air Cargo. I ship it Air Freight. I said, you do what? He was like, I ship it Air Freight. He was like, you need to be an Air Freight forwarder, and that was all. Like that was all it took. Okay, so I mainly went through that whole process. And and got my air freight forwarding license. Okay, and then it spread like wildfire. He referred me. Everyone, I was shipping so much then. I was. They knew me at the air freight terminals. Got I was you. shipping everything so, everything. so so
0: he came to your your business
1: to ship a DHL package.
0: Okay, got you. And then and then he <laughs> and started I talking about DHL. He started talking about the other things and that it, he has yes, to ship, and he and said he, he doesn't use. Yeah, and
1: he said, "I don't use that. I don't. I, you need to be an air freight forwarder."
0: Uh. he was
1: like. And he's like, you know, and he just blew me off, uh, right? And uh, and so I went went through that whole process and got my air freight forwarder's license. Okay, and then that was that was
0: that was a start.
1: That was the jump. That, was the, that was the jump that I needed.
0: Okay. So talk to me about becoming an air freight forwarder. What does that, for someone listening who's interested in that, like what kind of, what does that take compliance wise? Yeah, you- it's
1: very, you, you regulate it through TSA. Okay. So it's not something that you can just jump in. Okay. They have to approve you. Okay. And there's financials, there's disclosures. There's a lot of things um, that come into play on whether or not they're going to approve you. Okay. So it was just not nothing that you can just go and just open
0: How how long does that process take? Um
1: back then it took me from the time I submitted my application, did all the paperwork, all the documents, um it took me about a little over 8 months. About 8 months? Eight and months. and
0: do you remember like what the costs were in terms of all the paperwork and everything to kind of no, get started? No, I did all that, my own paperwork. Oh, you did everything yourself? All
1: my own paperwork, and Okay. there was no cost. It was just Trying to get approval, (laughs) okay,
0: okay, got you. So let me, and then they have
1: to come out and inspect your place and this and this.
0: So, how many other air freight forwarders were there in the area? None, none,
1: none. I was the only one.
0: So, you were monopolizing this air freight freight, uh, business space, right? Okay, cool. So, now you said at this point, things kind of jump, things
1: were jumping, things were jumping, and then I would use trucks. To take my shipments, this is where the trucking came in. Okay. See, I, I, I'm a shipper. Remember, right, 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 let's right. let's get y- down y- to what y- I really y- am. Y- you're
0: a shipper. Okay. I'm a
1: shipper. Okay. Then the trucks came. Okay. I'm not like the traditional jumped and bought a truck. Right. No, right. And I'm glad I did it that way. If I could go back, I'm so glad I did it that way. Okay. There's okay. So there is what I would say um, in transportation. There's air freight, which is first. Then there's ocean which is second there's rail, which is third. And then the trucks are at the bottom is ground. Right. That's the order of operations for transportation. Gotcha. Air freight is at the top of the supply
0: chain. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So now you become this air freight forwarder, right? How do you get the word out to where First of all, where were people going before? To ship their air freight. That's
1: what I... Because and, and,
0: and <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like you said, your business started exploding. So now people are coming out to woodwork. So what were they doing before they found you? And if, first, you can answer that question. And then the second question is, um, oh, h- how did you find them? Like, how did you start to market yourself? The location. Yourself? Okay. My
1: location is prime. in that location that I'm in on Chimney Rock, and it's still open. Okay. um, It's a prime location, very diverse location. And so a lot of people are coming from all over, moving into that area. And I remember having several clients, they would go to the medical center for cancer treatment, and they would need someone to ship their home things back to them. You see? Right. So they can't – FedEx is not going to ship uh, uh, furnitures and this and this. They're just not. Right. And so they have to use the air freight forwarder.
0: Okay. So you're marketing yourself as an air freight forwarder at this. All right, guys. Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below. And tell them truck and hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. When are you still doing small packages too? Or are you some, just kind of like some a little bit a little on the bit, side, a little bit when on the f- side, <laughs> right? Right. But for the most part, you're <laughs> focusing on this air niche. freight. So okay, got you. So give us an idea. You said I said like furniture. What are some other things that are that go on air? air um, freight. cars. Okay.
1: Um, I I helped um my mentor Larry out. Um on some air freight, some some oil fill samples. Him and I worked together on that. That's hazardous. Okay. So you definitely have to get with somebody who knows how to package hazmat. And so him and I worked together on a lot of things. So um there's all different they even had chickens. At the, <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the terminal one day. Chickens. Uh chickens, right. can you believe chickens? That's crazy. They have to go on a plane. Okay. Um um cars that are very high in value, um it was some sort of Tesserosa, like this expensive car. Okay. They don't put you, you, you can't put that on a container. They want that
2: right. on a plane. On a plane. Yeah. So, so so you can
1: get an account. So for me then I um I don't know if I should say this or not. <laughs> but for of me, you, you have your you can get an account maybe with cargo lux. Now now they're not giving accounts. Okay. Now it's it's you can they're not giving accounts. But again, I've been in the game so long. So right. you get you an account maybe with cargo lux. And you'll be able to ship where you need to ship.
0: Okay, got you. So on their
1: freighter planes, they have freighter planes.
0: Okay, so so you're you're as an air freight forwarder what your job is i mean you're you're like a the middle man or the, the middle, middle woman so who are you who are you connecting and how does that so you create
1: work? you create your own airway bills once you become an air freight forwarder you create your own
0: airway bills What's an airway bill because <laughs> that's, that's talking over my head <laughs> i'm I, sorry i don't understand so, what that is so
1: you create your own manifest so i have to create my own manifest who's shipped to the consignee where's it going and do all the customs um, things that need to take place on the airway bill, and then you ship it out. Okay. So you ship from airport to airport. Okay. So that that will that's what I would do: ship from airport to airport, and then someone else will go and pick up. Um, they would pick up their belongings either from the airport themselves, or I would arrange for a courier on that end to pick up. Their belongings there and take it direct to their house.
0: Okay, so are you shipping things out of the Houston area only? Or are you shipping things like nationwide? When you air
1: freight, you're shipping from maybe Houston to airport to Nigeria to another you, airport. You're doing a whole nother country, right? As an air freight, forward. but
0: but you would but you would only be focusing on this area. Like there weren't people calling you from like let's say. New Jersey and saying, hey, no. I need something shipped. No. It would just be people who kind of walk into your facility.
1: Right. And, the, and I would mainly focus on Nigeria, Qatar, you know, different, different countries. Europe, I've shipped to Europe before. Um, I've shipped to India before. Okay. You know, just, I had, and believe it or not, customers are your biggest referral source and your growth of your company. They would constantly come. Oh, my friend used you. Can you ship my stuff? My friend used you. My friend, and then you get a name for yourself.
2: Mm,
0: you know, believe you. it or not,
1: you get a name for yourself. So, so do a, good business, and they will trust you.
0: About how long did it take you to kind of establish yourself as you know a, a force in, in air freight in the area? Like after you got started.
1: 2013, 2014, 2015.
0: I was heavy. So by 2015, you were heavy. Heavy so, and effort. So, so when you say heavy, can you give us an idea like how much packages you're moving or like just just so we could understand, put it in context. Like what what does that mean? Like when you were at that point.
1: Um. So at the I don't. You know what. I've, I've been working in my business so much. <laughs> you guys know, right, right, right. so everything it, it's, is it's kind a, of a blur. And, and, I've and worked I'm talking so about like much. seven, eight years
0: ago too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So, so but I've I'm trying to so still get... If, You're trying if you to build anything. that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I can remember... Like I have a file cabinet and I, have, I keep all of my customers there. Um, so I could just remember they calling me, hey, can you ship here? Calling, getting a quote. Um, and then I do create the airway bills. Now, however... This year, I, I, do, I do have an account with Southwest Airlines, so I will ship through them. So I have birthday cakes that I ship oh, through wow.
2: Southwest Airlines.
1: Wow. Um, tires, I'm going to call them this week and see if I can get some tires shipped. Some stuff you just have to put on the plane.
2: Okay, got you. And the-
1: some stuff you, you don't want to put, like if a, a air freight, you can get it there the same day. You can get a wedding cake the same day where it needs to go and it won't be all crushed or tumbled. Right,
2: right, right, right. You know,
1: some stuff you just have to put. Um, I got a call recently about shipping a body. Um shipping a body? A body. A
0: cadaver cadaver.
1: Will someone pass away yeah in a third world country and they call me and say, Hey, can you help ship ship my cousin's body oh, from, uh... from Dominican Republic here? And of course, I said, no, I can't do it, but let me refer you somebody else who can ship it from the Dominican Republic to Houston as an air freight forwarder. You do have to be IATA certified for it to come from from out of the country into, into to the United States. You do have to then become IATA certified. So not only do you have to have your air freight forwarder's license, you have to then become IATA, which is another regulation that you have to have and certification that you have to have. But a lot of girls that go to D- Dominican Republic and they get their bodies done. Well, unfortunately some of them don't make it.
0: Oh, wow. So that was like that situation. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's yeah. crazy.
1: So those okay. bodies have to go on a plane. Wow. So some stuff you just, the mode of transportation has to be an airplane.
0: Right. So you see like a bunch of different things. You get
1: all kind of calls. Once you become an air freight forwarder, you get all kind of calls.
0: Okay. Got you. All right. So you, you, you start growing. Pronto as an air freight forwarder, back. and
1: then and then I started going to the air freight terminals, and I started seeing trucks, and I was paying a trucker then to come pick up my stuff. I said, "I'm gonna get my own truck."
0: <laughs> okay, got you. So that's how we kind of and that's how we
1: pivoted to trucking. So, so
0: so somebody is coming to pick up your your packages, my stuff. your stuff that you have to bring over to the to the. So so they're actually bringing the stuff here.
1: They they would bring I would have them bring them to my warehouse at oh. so the Chimney Rock location. Y'all follow me. We, Y'all we, we, you
0: remember we, my we, my yeah, mom. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I got you. <laughs> I
1: used to say, "Drop your stuff in the back in my warehouse. Okay. We'll package it later." Okay. And so that's what I would do.
0: <laughs> got you. Okay, and then you'd have the truck a truck driver a truck come bring that it up. to the airport.
1: Yes. That's exactly what I would do.
0: Okay, got you.
1: So keep on telling the story. And so then I said, "Let me get my own truck." And then I got my own authority. And then I became a FedEx Ground contractor. Mm. FedEx Ground contractor. I was with FedEx Ground first. I learned a lot with FedEx Ground. I learned how to run a, a trucking company. Okay. And then I sold that contract. And then I went federal and never looked back.
0: Got you. How, how was it? Was it difficult to get become a FedEx Ground contractor at that time?
1: Well, back then, um, it's relationships, mm-hmm. and I got a contract. I didn't have to purchase my contract. Okay. Now you can purchase a FedEx ground contract, Correct. You know, but I didn't. I didn't have to. Okay, I, okay. I, I know some people.
0: Know some people? know some people? I know some people. All right, got So you.
2: back then,
1: I didn't have to. I became a FedEx. And FedEx ground, I learned so much um, being a FedEx ground contractor. I learned rules, policy, and procedure, and most importantly, safety, um, I learned so much and I and I'm grateful for that experience because it it taught me now what I needed to be at this level and this magnitude mm-hmm. and running a full logistics company and how safety is number one in everything. You need to be able to count those hours of service. The hours of service make sure that, that driver's not driving down the road sleepy. Right,
0: right, right. You know? Yeah.
1: So um, everything kind of worked in God's time and how it needed to be.
0: Yeah. It, it, everything worked out kind of together and it, you were just building it as you went along. Building. So, so you get, so you get your first truck. Tell me about, cause that's obviously something new now. Tell oh, me about man. My first
1: truck. Oh, it was a disaster. <laughs> what, what, what
0: what happened? What happened? <laughs> oh, Tell me God, about it.
1: I, it's so many mistakes. It's just, we here. I put all those mistakes right here. Y'all <laughs> right here. Go right here to my website. It's in English and Spanish. No Look doubt. at there english www.thetransportationacademy.com when i wrote this book it was therapy for me literally when i wrote it wow it was therapeutic for me i said it all i said everything i talked about the financing, how they had they will put fixed interest rates that are extremely high in the cost of a truck so your truck note may be two thousand dollars a month but only two hundred of it goes to the principal of the truck.
2: Right.
0: Right. That's a problem. That's not eighteen
1: hundred dollars is in financing. Yes. I talk about those financing companies in this book. Yeah, yeah. Amir
2: <laughs> So
0: so so is, equipment is, financing. <laughs> so, so is is that's what happened to you, I'm assuming? Yes, yes, that's what Yes first time around. Yes, so time so around. you financed your first truck?
1: Finance my first truck. Will I ever tell you to buy a truck? No, Mm. never buy a truck. You better lease you a truck.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: The mechanics, first of all, will take advantage of you. I had a mechanic list on my website, but I've recently just took it down. You know why? Because those mechanics are shady. Mm. They will never. I had an incident when one truck a mechanic was like, yeah, I replaced all of your fuel injectors. Took the truck to Freightliner. Only two fuel injectors was replaced.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. And
1: you charged me thirty eight hundred dollars.
0: Wow. Wow. So they they were taking advantage of you. Yes. They're, they're trying to catch you coming and going.
1: Coming, did, did,
0: and going did you did you have anybody, any any mentorship or anybody to help have you nobody. out?
1: Nobody. This was back then. I didn't have nobody.
0: Right, right, right. I had
1: nobody, and it was just like, I remember one year with Because at that time, this was 2015, 2016, I was running seven trucks. Okay. I owned all seven trucks. Okay. Can you imagine having seven trucks breaking down on you? Nah, that's crazy. One year in maintenance, I think in 2017, I spent over $100,000 in maintenance.
0: Right. Right. Now. now That was it for me. (laughs) That was enough.
1: That was enough. Now I'm leasing my trucks. Okay. And boy, oh boy.
0: It's, it's better. It's, oh, my God it's, God. it's better on the leasing side. Guess
1: how much money I have spent in maintenance since I have been leasing from Ryder and Penske. Guess how much? Y'all ready? Zero.
2: Zero. Yep.
1: <laughs> Zero in
2: maintenance. Right, right,
1: right. Zero, which is why I tell all of these new people, why are you buying a truck? Mm. Go through the process and lease your truck on. I did I was with FedEx Brown. I leased my Pronto trucks. How do you think I came up with seven trucks? I wasn't on seven trucks on a low board. Right. I was I had a contract. Mm. So when you have a contract, you have dedicated route. So it was okay for me to have seven trucks because one thing FedEx is gonna do, they're gonna keep that truck moving. They're gonna keep that truck going. It's called continuity of freight. And the freight has to go. You think I'm gonna get seven trucks and be on a low board? That's called Suicide of your money. Mm. Why would I do that?
0: Right, right. So, so let's let's talk about how you built up to the seven trucks. You started with one, and that one was originally just to commute the the, the
1: air freight, the air freight. And then once I got it with FedEx, it was like, right, <laughs> right, right. right.
0: <laughs> so, you, so you become a FedEx con- ground contractor, right? So, what, so what was the the spark that made you say, you know what, I want to make this thing bigger than just the commute from? My uh, warehouse to the airport. I want to start growing a trucking company now. What made you want to do that?
1: Um, because they kept giving me contracts. <laughs> I kept getting awarded dedicated routes.
0: Okay, and why? Why were they giving you contracts? Because they just because thought, thought I know how to run a company, you was
1: cool? not because I was cool. <laughs> not at all. No, because saying, my no. service, my, I had no service failures. Oh, okay. No okay. service failures. No, but
0: but I'm saying before that because your original truck was just just for pronto, and it, and then you got the contract so. That same truck you were running for FedEx too? Yes. Okay, got you. Yes.
1: You're so smart. I, I, I just got to. put it together. Don't to call me out. I was running both. Okay.
0: <laughs> I got. I got to put it together. I, 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 we, we gotta I was We got to running
1: both. <laughs> <laughs> FedEx and my own. Authority. Okay. Hey, so listen, oh my God listen, listen,
0: statute, statute of limitations <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Statute of limitations
1: I saw the contract it's, it's now It's done
0: It's done It's all done You ain't got to worry about that Alright Alright, cool So so we start pivoting Now you're working for FedEx You're leased on to I'm leased
1: on You're leased on to FedEx So when you're on to FedEx You're only supposed to run Just for FedEx Okay Okay, all smiles to the side it. you're only supposed to run Just for FedEx For insurance purposes Because they have a contract In insurance company that they use called marsh so you you can only be with fedex ground
0: got you how how was that business growing with fedex talk about that
1: um i learned a lot i learned a lot and um when it was time for me to pivot i pivot and if you do well with fedex you can sell your contracts okay if you make good relationships, you can sell your contracts. And that's what I did. I sold my contract and then started full speed with warehousing.
0: So, when, when, and, and never look yeah, back. When you say you learned a lot, tell me a little bit about the things you learned. Because obviously now you have to hire drivers, right? So, you have a
1: hiring process that they use that okay. I mimic with FedEx. So, the same hiring process that they use with me, that's what I use now with my drivers. Okay. The same safety meetings that they have. That's what I use with my drivers down to they would send trucks if they're going long distance, they wouldn't send one or two trucks going that same distance. they would send four or five trucks going the same distance so if one truck had a breakdown and they have what you call double trailers, they'll be able to pick up that trailer and keep it moving continuity of freight
2: right you right. know got you so right.
1: you learn those things when you're with a big company mm. you know you learn to do what to do if a truck flips. What to do if a load shifts? What to do if a fatality occurs? That's all a part of running the transportation company.
0: Right, right, 100%. Did you have, what were some of the, like, the biggest failures during that time or biggest challenges? Oh my God.
1: Uh, if you weren't trucking, you're going to have your first accident. Right. That's part. You just better pray to God. You have all your resources in place and pray that nothing, no fatality occurs. But you, when I was with FedEx Ground, you had cameras in the trucks. So we have cameras in trucks. We have every tool that we need to be able to support the company and protect that company as well. Right. So, yeah.
2: Got you. Okay. So
1: I mimic that. So my trucks, they have cameras. Right. We have safety meetings every month. Um, and you're going to be professional. You're going to wear shirts. I wear a Pronto uniform every day. You're going to wear a Pronto shirt to work here. And if you can't, you better get out of here. Right.
0: right. We're going
1: to be professional over here.
0: <laughs> nah, I got you. So you start kind of mimicking, um mm-hmm. make sure your necklace is mm-hmm, to the side. Mm-hmm. You start kind of mimicking, uh, you know, FedEx in terms of like the SOP, standard operating yes, procedures. Yes, I
1: started mimicking, mimicking everything that they do down to the driver's road test. Okay. You know, when we hire a driver here at Pronto, you got to go for a road test. And one of my drivers been with me seven years. He road tests every driver. And one driver, he said, he said Tremel, he can't drive. He cannot drive. Do not hire him. Right. And I didn't hire him.
0: Right, right, right. I had that lead driver in place to make I sure. I have everybody.
1: Maurice. He's been with me seven years, and I trust everything that he says. If he says, Tremel, he can't drive, he can't drive.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. And for
1: me, I'm at the level where mistakes can't happen. So, in order to work for my company, you need to have 10 years' experience.
0: 10 years? Wow. Is that like, is that, that's a man, that's like mandated? Is that's, that just your That's own my personal? company
1: mandate. I mean, we work with drayage. Drayage is a specialty freight, whether or not you know it. You have to even have special insurance for right. drayage. Right. I don't have, and at the port, the port is dangerous. You know, so you need a driver to not only have that experience for how to operate a truck, how to operate a load, but he also needs further education and how to operate inside of the Port of Houston. Right. You will not embarrass my company first and foremost. And you will, we have to protect the safety of the public. At the end of the day, it's about the safety of the public. You have innocent children, you have innocent moms, you have innocent dads, you have people and that truck. That's eighty thousand pounds can become a weapon, and it could kill somebody. So you have to protect the safety of the public and your company. And for me, I do that. I need a driver with ten years experience, no criminal record.
0: Mm, gotcha. You gotta be Jesus to basically work for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna say Jesus.
0: Just I'm not saying. gonna
1: say Jesus because I have
0: drivers
1: that have been with me a long, long time.
0: Yeah. And they just stuck with me. Got you. Got you.
1: Maurice, been with me seven years. What's, um,
0: your, what's, what's your key to retention, to retaining your drivers?
1: Dedication. Dedicated routes. Mm. And structure. My key, and to have, to retain drivers, is you need to have structure in place. Drivers like structure. They like to know where they're going every day. And if you can give them a dedicated route, clean environment, and pay them every week, you have no problem with retention.
0: Right. Right. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. All right. So at, you, you said you sell the FedEx wrap, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You make some good money from that? Sure did. Okay. You, you want to tell us how much? <laughs> I'm
1: not going to say. <laughs> All
0: right. No problem. I, I figured I'd try. Back
1: in 2017. I, I figured
0: I'd give it a shot. I mean, it's still it's past the statute of limitations. We can talk about it. All right. No problem. I'll, I'll ask you again later. Maybe you'll forget. All right. And then you said you start focusing on warehousing.
1: Federal. Federal. Contracting,
0: Oh, federal con- – I'm sorry. And federal warehousing. Cons- and warehousing. How do you get into that space? Let's talk about that.
1: So I am a current um, federal contractor. Of course, you need to have all of your ducks in a row, tax returns, and I am 8A certified. I'm in my fifth year of being 8A, SBA 8A certified. And, um, again, have your tax returns in place, be woman-owned, get all those certifications, and go ahead and position yourself to be in the SBA 8A program or just position yourself to be able to do some federal contracting.
0: How did you find out about that that that, that as an opportunity? How did you learn about federal contracting at that time?
1: Um, I would get emails a lot on my email about, you know, SBA, 8A, register your company, this, this. And that's what I did. I got my certification in 2017, SBA, 8A. Okay, I'm how, in my fifth year.
0: Fifth year now. Fifth year, SBA 8A. SBA 8A. But I've been
1: in business uh, since 2013. So what, that's nine years? That's nine years.
0: Nine years! years! I've yeah. been in business you, you, you nine you years! Almost, oh my God! At I'm at the,
1: so now it'll look like success! <laughs> so it really is true. It will look like a success. The success takes 10 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. What? what how, how did that change your business once you got uh, 8A certified and, and, and all that? So talk about that. Talk about some of the changes that occurred once that happened.
1: Um, I was awarded um a huge contract, prime contractor. I'm a prime contractor currently. What does
0: that mean, prime contractor?
1: Um, meaning my company was awarded the contract mm-hmm. and we do the work. Okay. We don't sub it out. However, I can sub it out, but I don't.
0: Okay. Why did you decide to do why? Because I'm Tremell
1: and I gotta be in the midst of everything, <laughs> and I don't trust nobody but me. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> w- w- when you got that contract, were you prepared to do that work, or did you have to get prepared to do it? Like, did you have to start leveling up to be able to do it, or did you have the capacity to handle that whatever that contract was at the time?
1: One thing business will teach you is how to think. One thing business. One thing school will teach you how to think, and one thing business will do is help you, show you how to execute. You get where I'm I'm going with that? So um, when you awarded a major contract, it's so important to have the accounts with Ryder, the accounts with Penske, the account with Premier, so that you'll be able, if you need 15 trucks, hey, I got my accounts, I can go to Ryder and grab 15 trucks. You understand what I'm saying? I can go to Penske. I can go to Premier. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so important. partners in place. It's so important to have at the federal level, to have those partners in place. Because when you get to the federal level, it's just no excuses. Gotcha. It's it's none. Gotcha. It's come on. Let's go. Let's bring it.
0: So, I mean, was that that challenging or scary in any way when you got awarded these contracts? Because they're actually putting demands on you now that you have to fulfill these contracts, right? Yeah. And like you said, you had to reach out to some partners. You probably had to staff up to... Like I to had to
1: that staff up. Um, staff up. One thing in the federal world, you may be awarded a contract for three years or four years, but you have a certain amount of time to. You know they have the um, the fiscal year yeah. when it starts every year, and you have a certain amount of time each year to do that contract. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yep. So you can complete it in this amount of time, or th- it, there's no. You see, there's no rush of what I'm trying to say. Okay.
0: It's not. They're it's not, not like, like saying it has to be done by right, next month or whatever right, the case may be. Exactly. You, you just you make have time sure you to do, get to that point. You
1: have time to say, "Hey, okay, we've been awarded," and then they say, "Well, what day you gonna come?" Right. This is the time. Okay, which this is what you need to get in place. We will be there such and such state to execute and pick up those those the freight.
0: Got you. How were you excited when you got that first contract? Did you even know what you were getting into? Like, was it I like, was
1: nervous, I, I was it? scared, and then when I did my first billing, I was like, Oh, I hope I'm doing this right. Right, right, right.
0: Because I mean, I hear about people getting contracts all the time, so it's like you receive an email and they're like, Hey, you've been awarded the the ten million dollar contract. To no, do. like, how, how does how does it work? Explain. Because um, I think there's some so, confusion about how pe- how it works when a contract is awarded to you, so people could understand how the process works.
1: So once a federal contract is awarded to you, you get the paperwork in the email, um, you sign off on it. You have to understand your expectations. When is the contract start date? When is the contract end date for that year? So if you were awarded a three- to four-year contract, when's the start date? When's the end date? And you coordinate with that federal agency. For example, with FEMA, you say, hey, my trucks will show up this day. We'll go ahead and service and pick up. So,
0: mm. yeah. So, was it a FEMA contract? Yes. Okay, got you. Like, can you get an idea, like what you were doing, like low, low level, like just just an idea, so people could understand. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But just an idea, like, was it? Were you picking up, like, her, like hurricane relief or something like um, that?
1: Picking up. That's you're, all
0: I'm gonna say. You were picking up some things from some place <laughs> that was government up, related. Yeah,
1: picking up expired meals.
0: Okay. Okay. Got you. Okay. Cool. And that was. A, <laughs> That's
1: how come I know about you. <laughs> When
0: he was talking, so, so and, and that was a three a three year contract. It's currently um oh like still still it's still going oh, right it's now. still That's going That's still you. your bag. Yes. I didn't know. I thought we were past the statute no, of limitations. No,
2: no, no. That's why I was looking at you <laughs> okay. like,
0: right? you okay, lied. Okay, 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 okay. So you pick. So you picking up some stuff. All right, cool, yeah, cool, cool, currently, currently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right, all right. Cool. So that's that's a beautiful thing. All right, so you get into that. Obviously, that changes your business because now you have consistency. You have dedicated right. freight, and everybody's happy. The drivers are happy. Everybody happy. Everybody's good to go. Yeah. All right. Then you start. You said you. What's what's next? So you.
1: So I'm currently. I've, I've never left warehouse never, and go. Okay. Never left warehouse so let's, let's and go. Let's go back
0: because that kind of stemmed from 2000. What? Thir- no, uh, fifteen to now. You said five which one? Years? Which one? The the government contract. Federal contract The first That's five prime has been
1: The first prime I was awarded Was in 2020 Okay 2020
0: Alright so you're Still doing going to now Alright alright I'm bad Alright so let, let's Let's rewind a little bit Let's rewind a little bit To Uh FedEx, we're gonna yeah, go back FedEx, to FedEx. That's right, I was there the longest. <laughs> you're like, FedEx is sold, all right? Oh, yeah, we can talk, can about, talk that. about that. <laughs> all right, so let's go back to FedEx. You sell that FedEx ground contract, you make some money that you're not gonna tell me how much you made, and then you get into warehousing, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so tell well, me, well, which
1: I was already into you, warehousing because as an air freight forwarder, you have you to had have a the warehouse, warehouse.
0: Yeah. okay? So, so I
1: never stopped, so you
0: never stopped. <laughs> I never all right, stopped. so how do you kind of transition your business into like, I guess, more like Full time warehousing or warehousing for other people. Like what? What's right. the plan? Talk to, talk so about so that.
1: then, once you there into air freight, that you go into dredge, okay. which is me. And so then started picking up at Couldn't the ports. Can you explain what
0: dredge is for people? Who yeah, that's understand the that.
1: ports when you go inside of the ports. And you know what? I actually gave a live seminar on warehousing and the, doing business with the ports. And I wish everybody on my page should have came to that seminar. <laughs> it's crazy. This was the seminar yeah. that I actually gave in 2020, and I had only eight people
0: show up. Oh wow! All, all of the, all of that information, but you know what? That happens all the time. People are and never look where we infa- are
1: now. Guess what's the boom?
0: Listen, Drainage. Yes. the
1: ships are stuck in the water. Yeah. So everyone that came to that seminar, and I poured into them. Look at Marcus. There's Marcus. Blue collar <laughs> yeah. was at my seminar,
0: <laughs> so so they're Detroit ahead of the game. Is, so we, there's, and a they, lot, there's a lot of rich people making some money. on that, this That's board. what
1: I'm saying. You got people they do, and, and my girl Victoria, there she is right there. She's doing good. I helped her get her warehouse going, and she's booming. Okay. And Anitra, okay. Anitra, I helped her get her warehouse going, and she's booming. So I had some heavy hitters in this little eight people class there. Now you that had our, eight,
0: you had to write eight people,
1: I had to write eight people, and everybody is flourishing yeah, now. Yeah, they, That is just one class. I really wish I was trying to tell people, but it's, you can't say yeah. what you know yeah. when you're at a different level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You kind of got to be, okay, can you come? You, y'all you come. I'm trying to tell y'all. Trying
0: to tell them what's going on. All right, so give us a little bit of a sneak peek of what was happening in that class. Help us understand, even if it's on a high level, Like just understand why Drage so, is important, how, everything how it can that, benefit.
1: Yeah, you know, how, how can it? Like first of all, Drage is a specialty freight. And everything that, before it gets into the stores, it's coming in on a... Boat on a ship. So I taught them how the interchange, what it means to do business with the port. I taught them about interchange agreements. I taught them about pricing, um, everything that they needed to know to be able to scale the scale their company, not just going on a low board, you know, and getting a load with a flatbed load. I just, I gave them so much of my documentation. (laughs) I was just like, here you go. This is what I use. This is how I do. They basically all how I ran my operation
0: got you so you were doing the warehousing with Dre so how does that because that's on the trucking side how does the warehousing play into it like
1: so a lot of times when you pull we'll pull like a load that's maybe 50,000 pounds from the port well they will need someone to take it out take the freight out of the container palletize it shrink wrap and distribute it out got you so we're more of a distribution
0: okay So once you palletize it, shrink wrap it, who's coming to pick that load up from there?
1: Based on this is where you can either I can have my trucks do it or I will then call on the operator. So right now, depend on where it's going. So if I have something that's going to Chicago, I'll call on the operator. Hey, can you pick it up? And then they'll come here to my warehouse and pick it up.
0: Okay, so outside of that, how, how are you? You're making money for the drainage by storage, like the-
1: storage. I'm making money by pallet, all the accessorial charges that you can charge, which is so important to a trucking company to understand accessorial charges and what you're going to be able to charge a consumer: congestion fee, palletized drayage fee, um, uh, transload, floor load, all of those. The terminology that goes into
2: triage. Yeah,
0: C- can you help us like understand like some of those like like type of money you can make doing that? Like you don't got to say exact exact numbers, <laughs> but just so <laughs> just, just so we understand like for an example, like if somebody was at the ports and they needed to, you know, bring a load and have it shrink wrap and palletized, like you could probably charge around this for storage warehouse space around, like not exact numbers but around. Well, first
1: of all, I need to know, if, and so, so so, to me, the numbers change based on what the freight is. Okay. Again, so I need to know what the freight is. What is it? What is inside of that container? Okay. Is it an open top? Is it a reefer? Is it a dryer? What's in it? Is it boxes? Is it reels? I need to know. And then I can be able to tell you a price, which I have a price sheet um, to... Be able to tell you the price. What the price
0: is. Mm-hmm. How, how, did, how did you, like when you first got into it, how did you know how to price?
1: I would call around to other drainage companies.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how much do you, get, much do ch- charge, you for charge for this? For this. Right. How
1: much do you charge for this? And then when you get to storing like huge stuff that takes up so much space, you have to charge by the square footage. So what I would charge for a palace in a shrink wrap, I'm not going to charge you to store this big old Real that's taking up all of my floor space because in warehousing it's floor space, mm. and floor space is so important. And you have to protect the integrity of the floor space.
0: Got you, got you. Okay, so at this point you're still at yeah, you're at your first warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. How, how, how much square footage did you have over there? Oh my god. <laughs>
1: I love it. We made it work, child. We had 2,500 square feet over 2, there.
0: 2,500 square feet? Yeah. So y'all were going wide and up, huh? Y'all, <laughs> y'all was and going, we were making it work. Did y'all have we high
1: ceilings? We were making it work. We making it work over there, okay? okay? Okay, We had high ceilings and we was making it work over there. You know, you got to start from somewhere. No, 100%. Uh, listen, you, think you I have was, a warehouse. I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, we, I wasn't, I mean, you know, hey, because... I didn't have this big 20,000 square foot. where right. I'm at now. Right. Oh, no. Right,
0: right, right. We're in 20,000 now. Not, times have changed. <laughs> it's not 2,500 no more. We, we didn't 10X that. But, but okay. All right. So, you're, you're, you're in a smaller space, obviously. Um, how are you getting your customers? How are you Word of mouth.
1: That? Believe it or not, you guys, when you are in a specialty like cold storage, um, now I have reefer plugs. You're, they importers will refer you, other importers. Mm. So I literally, I don't have to do any advertising.
0: Right. I don't do it. So it's almost like once you do work for one per person or a couple of people, they're just like, well.
1: We trust check, her. Check, we check, trust right, her. Check,
0: check her out. We she, tr- we check trust Pronto her. out. They took care check of
1: you. Check Pronto out. They, I mean, people will actually, they will carry your company. Mm. And you don't like, I'm, of course, when you type in Pronto Shipping, I pop right up on Google. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, they will literally Google and word of mouth.
0: What, what's, the, what's the difficult part about warehousing that people make? Because everybody wants to have a warehouse. It sounds easy. No, what's, it's what, not. It, it, it's it, not. So what's hard about it?
1: What's hard about warehousing, um, before you get that first customer, be ready to put up, be ready to go through two to $300,000. Mm. Be ready, because you got to get your warehouse prepared on the software. You got to get, you know, all of your tools to operate a for uh, operate a warehouse. You, you know, get be prepared to spend that money.
0: Right, you have to have a forklift driver, right?
1: Yeah, forklift driver. You in the software, just the software alone. The
0: software costs the that
1: software. Much? You have to have inventory control.
0: Yeah,
1: like software. You have to know where your inventory is right. in your warehouse.
0: Right. Got you, but I mean, when you start off and pallet you palette
1: off- labels, like I have a software for palette labels. I have a software that I use just for it's inventory control management. you have to you know, and then you have to have another software for accounting, right, so you have like three softwares. I probably spent about 20 grand just on software.
0: Just on software.
1: Just on software.
0: Got you. All right. So did you ever like ha- have any how, how many people did you have like working in a warehouse at that time? Cuz it was a smaller warehouse at you the time. You mean my right? Chimney Rock location. Yeah, Chimney Rock. Yeah. It was when me you... and
1: my driver's child.
0: Okay. <laughs> So they they were doubling. They were doubling as sitting
1: up here driving a truck, and then I gotta help you warehouse.
0: They were were doubling (laughs) as guys in the warehouse. The guys were mad. Oh man, they must have loved you.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Maurice would be like, man, I done been here a long time. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and I'm working in a warehouse. Wow. And so they stuck it out with me, and and now we're here.
0: Okay. All right. So let's talk about the progression. So you start out in the 2500 square foot warehouse and then tell me about what happens next after that
1: so then i came here
0: okay i grew you grew
1: and boy did i grow
0: now 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 let me ask you this did was you, i nervous yeah
1: absolutely
0: now did you make the decision to move because you had this influx of uh, cu- customers yes. and a lot an going in, on to where you needed extra space correct okay okay correct. got you but you like you 10x in space right yes. so what what was the thought process behind behind that
1: um, the thought process was I was awarded another contract through the state of Texas, and the contract was, guess what?
0: Storage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: And so that was the push
0: uh, that I needed. to, okay. to
1: it, it forced me
0: to level up. Got you. All right. So when did when did you move into this space? Now to twenty five. This space here, I, Oh my god! Feet. Next month will be a year. So you've been in here for a year. A year. Okay. A year. Okay. Next
1: month will be a year. Oh my God. That's, I take it that's crazy. A year. Town
0: flies, right? so time, i have
2: been there a year. So,
0: so tell me the difference is between running a smaller warehouse and this big warehouse now. Talk about that because this is a whole nother level of, of, of business.
1: It's a whole nother level of business, a whole level of um, commitment, another level of responsibility. So, like, Every day, I I'm I have to plan today what I'm doing tomorrow. And I have to beat the truckers. The truckers show up here early to get loaded. Like, they're here at my warehouse ready to get loaded at 7 in the morning. So, I have to be here, like, sometime at 6 o'clock okay. in the morning.
0: And these are not just your guys. These are other people, too. Other people, right? As yeah, well? that they're sending
1: their trucks this, to pick up their freight from here.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. All right. So, um All right, so we go to that. Okay, now I want to talk about the cold storage, right? So when does that come into place?
1: So the cold storage came into place when I moved to the new location.
0: Okay, got you. Mm -hmm. Now tell us about cold storage and what what that does and how that changes your operation and your business as well.
1: Wow. Cold storage is huge, Um, especially you can't get enough cold storage. The expense of a cold storage, that's what costs me the most. Okay. Because before you can even get a single piece of freight, you have to pay for your freezers, your refrigerators, you have to pay for someone to come in and do the insulation and and haul in your floors. You're probably gonna spend on your cold storage. Depending on how big you have your cold storage, you're gonna probably spend about three hundred thousand, three to five hundred thousand dollars.
0: Uh three to five hundred thousand. Yes. Okay. And and that is holding like what, produce produce,
1: meats. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, got Food. you. So how how much square footage do you dedicate to the cold storage?
1: So this side over here my warehouse, this side is cold storage. Okay. Um which I would say about 5000. Okay. And then the other 15 is climate control.
0: Okay. Got you. So uh also oh, so everything else is climate controlled inside. Climate the
1: control. So you have this side is climate control and then this
0: side is cold. Okay. Got you. All right, cool. So, so that kind of brings us to current, right? So now current. the operation. So let is... me let
1: me show you around.
0: Oh, well, oh, I we, forgot. We, I'm you, sorry. You, you can't show me on camera. We we could do that later. We could, we, I'm sorry, y'all. We could, I'm you just like can't just up the camera and go. <laughs> let me show you around. That is funny. That is funny. We're gonna do, that, We're gonna do <laughs> that in a second. We'll we'll go through and check it out. All right. So so now to kind of like just bundle up the operation in total. So
1: I just I basically scaled the company out. To the extreme, to kind of, you need reefer plugs, I got it. Okay. You need cold storage, I got it. You need climate control, I got it. You need this, I got it. You need yard storage, I got it. (laughs)
2: Right.
0: you have yard storage as well? Yes. Okay. Is that on this facility also? Right, right here.
1: Back? if I, Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. You can just pretty much do whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, or go to my chimney rock location.
0: <laughs> got you. Got, so at the other location, are you still using that for storage also?
1: No, I just, the storefront and then the side space and then the back space. But so, I didn't need the small warehouse anymore because I got all this over here. So you just
0: do shipping out so of I there? So I just
1: do ship shipping out of there.
0: Do you do shipping out of here as well? Yes, I do. Okay, so you still do the shipping I still here. do the
1: shipping out of both.
0: Okay, got you. So still have
1: my DHL, you U Haul over there. Okay. I have U Haul over there too.
0: Okay. So out of all the businesses now, all, all the different like arms, like what is what what are you focusing on the most and why? Um now my
1: focus in, my focus um with Pronto is expanding the storage space. Okay. Bigger. Okay. Um I'm in works or in talks. Um of purchasing a, a, a huge complex um, in the heart of Truck City, I would say, <laughs> okay. down the street. So okay. that's that's where my twenty two twenty twenty two is at right now.
0: Got you on the trucking side. You what? What do you what do you have going on right now?
1: On my trucks, um, I lease okay. and sometimes rent my trucks okay. I'm not too proud to say. <laughs> <laughs> so based I on will, the need. Based on the need for the most because part. I'm more into storage now. Got,
0: got you. So you have those guys still working with the government contract stuff? Mm-hmm. And then some so I,
1: I still have to keep my trucks because I still currently I need my trucks for my federal stuff.
0: Okay. Got you. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they also will do other moves for the Drage stuff too. Yes. World, right? That's
1: exactly what my drivers do. So they do FEMA and then they do drayage.
0: Okay. Okay. Got you. So so that 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 pretty much rounds out the business where we're at. So you said the next move is a bigger storage facility. A
1: bigger storage facility. I'm looking at five acres.
0: Five acres. Yes. Wow, how, how much square footage would that be? And in, in the building?
1: Um there is currently So would you be building
0: it up from ground? No, up, it's or is
1: currently it... a a warehouse there now. Okay. Um that's about this. Oh, look at me! Finna right, get ready you, to get up be and
0: go. If you don't know the exact number, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. yeah.
1: Um, it's currently a warehouse there now. That's about forty-two thousand square feet.
0: Okay, damn. That's a that's that's double double in size. It's again. Double
1: in where I am.
0: Okay, so is all of this kind of predicated on like the the contracts? Like they're coming into where it's like you need to keep on. Growing in size, or is it like you just see the, the opportunity? I see and the you're opportunity like, let and me just I see the, get ahead of the game.
1: Right. I see the opportunity. And that's what you do as an entrepreneur. And when you find your neat niche, you scale it. Right. And then you also want to, for me, it's about building equity in my company. Okay. So the name of the game is to purchase those five acres, 42,000 square feet, and own my own facility. So now my company has equity in
0: it. Gotcha. So you. at the
1: name of the game, you want to build your company and sell it one you day. You want
0: to build it to sell. God, do you have a number?
1: No, not yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you you don't know what you would take. I don't
1: know what I would. If take. Somebody
0: came and said, "Hey, I've we'll had you two just-
1: offers already, but
0: two offers already. Yeah, but
1: I want to build build some equity in it. Put real estate,
0: okay, in okay. it,
1: which means on my own five acres.
0: Got you, got you." All right, let's talk about Transportation Academy cuz we yes. didn't we didn't touch on yeah, that Yeah, we yet.
1: didn't even touch on it. You no, know, we
0: we just kind of told your story, but I want to get into that also. What made you start the Transportation Academy? What was like the inception of that? Why did you want to start teaching this stuff?
1: So, I opened up the Transportation Academy, um, which is an online platform. I opened On Instagram officially in November of 2018. Okay. And I was going through so much in 2018. I had just sold my FedEx contract. I was, you know, moving into a different direction with my company. And I just said, you know what? I'm tired. I was tired of shady mechanics. (laughs) I was tired of buying trash trucks. And I just needed an outlet. Right. And to teach people, this is what I've gone through being in this business, and I'm going to tell everybody what I've gone through. So I was angry when I wrote this book. And <laughs> Curtis was like, a, Curtis was like, "Girl, I read that book. It was a bestseller." Curtis was like, "Girl, I read that book. You better hope you don't get in trouble. You naming the companies.
0: Oh wow, you, you dropping names too? Oh man, this is a tell-all book. It's, it's not just education." We getting some juice some tea. Oh, man. Okay. I was
1: just like, Do they know. know they're in the book? <laughs> <They>
2: know now.
0: <laughs> that is funny. Okay.
1: But I just kind of went through it and I was just, I was so upset with the finance company and how they, they charged me all this interest rate for a truck right. that I didn't know because I was ignorant, right. which is not their, it's, I don't want to say that it's their blame I have to take responsibility because I signed the paperwork to purchase this piece of a truck. But
0: they take advantage of you because they know know (laughs) that you're you're new into the business. They take advantage of a lot of people.
1: And then someone said, did you know your interest rate on this truck that you purchased? Only $200 is going on the principal and the rest is going on the interest. Right. I said, so you mean to tell me? that these equipment financing companies is doing this and nobody is out there educating them. Yeah. There?
0: That's when I released this book. That's when you released a book.
1: I was angry with the finance companies and I wanted everybody to know.
0: Got you. Got you. So that so that book and and all that's that's for somebody new getting into the getting
1: industry. Getting new, man. If you knew because I'm so sick and tired of everyone thinking you're going to be a multimillionaire in trucking. No. You're not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, you're not going to be a multi-million dollar. A mil- I'm like, where are all these stuff going for? I'm just trying to see what I'm doing wrong. People making <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. I'm trying to see what they're doing because right. you're not going to net millions and millions and millions of dollars.
0: That's the important thing, net.
1: That's the important yeah. part. You can gross it, yeah. but are you going to net? The only way to get there is to scale your company out. Right. You know, you, you, you've got to be a consolidator. You know, if you want to consolidate on the drayage side or you can be an air freight consolidator. Do y'all know what consolidators are? Mm. Those are people that just consolidate the freight. They don't even touch the freight. They consolidate it from the back end, from when it comes from the air, from from import from another country. And it comes in here to the terminal. They consolidate the freight before it gets to the trucker. Right. And they don't even touch freight. And they consolidate and making $2,000 a shipment.
0: Right. Right. That's 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 where the money resides. Huh? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are so many different you know things. It's I mean, so people many think bosses. of trucking as just a truck, a truck.
1: No, they don't true. think about all
0: the other intangible parts that go into the supply chain.
1: That's it. Yeah. Once you become a part of the supply chain, then that's when your numbers change.
0: So where would you advise somebody to start if they if they're looking to get in the truck and they love the industry, but they they all they see right now is a truck. That's the only entry that entry point that they see. What would you be your advice to them? Where where should they start instead? What would be another idea that you could give them?
1: Lease your truck on. Okay. I did. Lease Le- it on with FedEx.
0: Okay.
2: Get
1: a FedEx contract. Learn it. Learn it. I wouldn't even tell you to just jump right in and You know why? Because you couldn't afford the overhead. Right. If you can't afford a $2,000 a month truck note, your insurance is $2,500. You can't afford a warehouse to pay $25,000 a month in rent.
0: Mm. Got you. Got you. So you would say lease your truck on I would say until leash, you get to what until point? Until
1: you get to the point of where you know the company, establish the relationships, and can get your own authority going, and then make the money. Now, again, to make to run a successful trucking company, it's all about the least amount of liability for the truck and for the driver, which means you don't make a gazillion dollars going from here to Wyoming. If you can make $1,000 going from here to 10 miles away, then you're winning. Facts. You're not spending no money on diesel. You're not spending no money to the driver. And you're not hurting and killing your truck. Right. That's how you win in a transportation company.
0: Mm, got you. What are some other other niches that you would advise people to get into? Like you, we talked about uh, air freight. We talked yeah, about I, freight forwarding. We talked about so many Consolidators.
1: It's so like I just got a packet laying on my desk. I can't call out the company. But just to be an air freight consolidator, just a consolidator to consolidate the freight. Even there's one company when the when the when the freight comes in, let's say someone purchased something from China. okay. before it get to the end, which is here in the United States, it goes through a freight forwarder from the freight forwarder. It goes through a consolidation, consolidator hands. They choose the warehouse where it's going to go to. Before you can pick it up. If the freight is in break bulk, meaning it's a whole bunch of freight in one container from different, different, um, different people. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you have a consolidator that is assigned to that company. To that freight. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Before it gets to Southwest Freight for me to go pick it up. Gotcha. If I'm a cust- if that's my freight. Okay. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But if if for, for a person who's hearing this, they're like, OK, that sounds great. You but, need to talk
1: to somebody. But, but
0: how do I become a consolidator? Like, aren't there people already doing that job? Aren't there people already have a monopoly on that? Like, how do I get in there? Like, how do I have my little no transportation <laughs> knowledge self and you start got you got to that's straight. where relationships come in. OK, in.
1: you got to get out there. Believe it or not. And you got to network with the right people. And I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you they're not on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) They are not on social media. Where do
0: you find them? Where do you network?
1: I get emails all day. Associations. R-Association, National Freight Forwarders Association. Yeah. Get with the freight forwarders.
0: Right. And just start educating yourself. And start
1: educating and, and network and talk to people who are really doing it in the game. Right. And don't add value to those people. If I want to get to someone, I need to add value. You don't. Go, I have people come in. Can I get from you? What are you bringing to me? Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right, right, you have right. to add value pe- to people if you're trying to get to where they are. Got gotcha. you. can't just come to somebody. And let me. Let me just grab a couple loads for me. No, that ain't how I work. <laughs> when I want to do business with people, okay. So, how can I help your company grow? Right. And we help each other. Right. That's how you get close to people.
0: Gotcha. Nah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so we're focusing on storage. So, sto- is storage still under the Pronto brand? Yes. It's under so it's Pronto shipping and storage. You know
1: like, what? You are the third person. So, do I need to change my name? No, no I'm it's, just. It's always I, I, the company just, is Pronto Shipping and Packaging Services. that's okay. the corporation. Okay, but so maybe I need to do a DBA. Pronto no, I mean, Shipping and Storage. No, not necessarily.
0: I'm just saying from my love. I'm just like, okay, well, how would I know it's a storage space? I mean, because it's but, on the
1: website, and people know. And people I mean, know you have me. relationships
0: already, I have so relationships, they're already they going to come, and they're
1: already going to come, right, right. And then people nowadays they will just Google you.
0: Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't got to change your name. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me at all. All right. Cool. 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 So we, we talked about Transportation Academy. We talked about your business, where it's at today. Um, are you enjoying yourself? Are you having fun? Or do you love doing this? How how much time do you have left doing in in, trans, in storage, warehousing? Like, t- tell me about your quality of life. Like, do you enjoy it?
2: Wow.
1: That's a deep question. Quality of life. I don't have much of a life. Um, I shouldn't say this, but I don't have much of a life, but the life that I have, I enjoy. And what I mean, like, I don't vacation a lot. I don't do all this a lot. I'm kind of a homebody, so I'm at home a lot, or either I'm at church. I'm with my daughter, Matilda.
2: Right.
1: So that's me. Um, like, like I don't travel a whole bunch or nothing like that. For me, being at home, peace of mind with my daughter, with my husband, that's what I love.
0: But you're still able to find time to do the things that you love yeah, and be around the yeah, people. Yeah, yes, you love. and be
1: a, be around the people that I love. And when you get to a certain level, like you, a lot of people trying to c- come to you, but I be like opportunists and. Yeah. So you just kind of want to be left alone.
0: Yeah. You just now mentioned your daughter. Do you involve her in the operation? Are you teaching her about what you do? I'm
1: teaching doing? my one and only daughter. I'm trying to teach her. Yeah. Because I'm like, here, your mother is building something so huge, Matilda. You know, I <laughs> is need Is she interested she, in it? Is- she wants to be an orthopedic surgeon.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Matilda's eyes on the prize. So
1: she wants, and so me being the businesswoman. okay, Matilda, if you want to be an orthopedic surgeon, mommy is going to find you a ma- uh, manufacturer because I'm in logistics, who's going to be able to manufacture your prosthetics. And we're going to scale your company out. Mm. That's the part of logistics you
0: want to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, orthopedic you know. surgeon. What makes her want to be an orthopedic surgeon? I don't surgeon? even know.
1: She said she Googles. <laughs> she googled how much money they made.
0: Well, I that's that, well, she started at the top. <laughs> hey, she probably said uh, best-paying jobs in the world and, and, and orthopedic surgeon. And so, surgeon was and at the so top.
1: her mother's in logistics and right. storage. I hear her mother go, "Who manufactures?" Right, I'm looking right, right. for the best manufacturer who can manufacture my baby. Um, so when she'll be able to serve and have a product to go with that service, because as a surgeon, you are a service, right? You need a product with that, yeah, yeah and yeah. so that's the mother business part.
0: Nah, 100%. That's dope. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. All right, cool. So, um, we're gonna wrap it up. We've been yeah. talking for a minute, this has been been fun. Um, before you go, you have to give a final thought, which is basically the final it could be thought. Spiritual. You guys... Hold up, let me, let me let me finish. It could be spiritual, it could be entrepreneurial it could be just a good word and then you have to let everybody know where they could connect with you personally and learn more about transportation academy so okay. now go ahead and give us your final thought
1: so my final thought is i want to just tell you guys trust your process you're gonna go through everything in business you're gonna be broke but you smile at the end of the day you're gonna have days where you don't want to wake up because a terrible accident has happened You're going to go through everything in business. But I need you to trust God. I need you to trust your process. And most importantly, I need you to take care of yourself and and, and grow through the process. Grow through it. It's not going to be overnight. It's not. I'm nine years in and I still learn. And be humble. Humble yourself. When people, when I speak and I tell you stuff, it's because I've been there already. I've had guys to you know follow me on Transportation Academy. You can't say that. My homeboy made $50,000. <laughs> Dude, your homeboy did not make no $50,000 on no one load. Who you talking to? <laughs> so I need you to trust yourself, go through the process, and mingle with people who are not on social media.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Look, and look, look outside of that to find. Look other outside. Social
1: media kind of can glorify, and it it makes it seem like if you look and you follow me on Transportation Academy page, what do you see me do? What you see me doing?
0: Uh for the most part, I see just your life, and then a little bit of pronto. Like you. No,
1: what do you see me do on Transportation Academy? What do you see me? If you follow that page, mm-hmm. I'm working. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Every
1: day. Yeah, you see work. trucks and you see work.
0: Yeah, that's a fact.
1: And that's what this industry is about. It's blue-collar work and you're going to work for every damn dollar. And it's to eat-what-you-kill industry. Mm. So there ain't no Rolls-Royce's. Ain't no private jets. You working. Every single day. It's the eat-what-you-kill. Right. It's not passive income. Passive income, I would say, is Transportation Academy. I can sleep and somebody's clicking on my on my website and purchasing a book. That is passive income. Transportation, warehousing is earned. You're going to earn every single dollar. Right. Okay? Hunt. Hunt. And gather. And gather. <laughs> and, <laughs> and earn it. <laughs> but I need you to enjoy the process like I do. I enjoy it. I pray every day. I pray over my business. We listen to gospel music in the warehouse. I get the energy away from me. Yeah. Cause see the men be trying to come up in here <laughs> with all that energy, with them in their chest, <laughs> and I had to bring them on down. Come on down here, boy. <laughs> Get that oh, out my out goodness. your chest. Oh, I goodness. need to be loaded now. No, 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 no. I need you to calm it down. <laughs> we got this gospel music playing <laughs> up in here. <laughs> right,
2: right,
1: right. right. <laughs> so trust yourself. You're going to make it in business. Make really good relationships. I'm going to say that one more time. Make really good relationships. And believe it or not, you think this industry is big, but it's so small. Mm. Everybody know everybody. Right. Everybody know everybody. And humble yourself. I learn every day. I humble myself every day. I drive my little beat-up pickup truck every day.
0: (laughs) Hey. The same one Jeff Bezos is driving. The same one Jeff. Humble yourself,
1: and you can get to where you want to be. Yeah, and add value to people. Yeah, and they'll help you. That will help you get to where you want to be.
0: That's a fact. That's several final thoughts. All right, cool. And where can people connect with you, Tramel? So
1: you can connect with me on the Transportation Academy, on um, Instagram, Facebook. It's The Transportation Academy. Somebody told me there's somebody knocking off my name. So <laughs> guess what? It's The Transportation Academy. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am on Facebook. Here's my website, thetransportationacademy.com. And you'll be able to connect with me, guys. Go and buy this book if you're new. I'm tired of having consultations with people and they done went through their white 401k. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Buying yeah. a truck from Joe Blow down the street. Yeah. And um I think that's a perfect way to end it, man. <laughs> and we are about to take a, a tour of the, of the warehouse of the facility, beautiful facility. You know, this Chamel's a real deal. She does her thing, man. This is not, this is no cap, as they say. <laughs> no as they cap. say, this is no cap. This is a real deal. So we're here. Definitely make sure you connect with her. Definitely purchase that book and any, you know, online material courses that she has. But she does this thing in real life. So we about to go check it out. Listen, Hustle fam, you know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Chamella and I, Transportation Academy, pronto shipping. We are out. Later. Peace.
2: If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and Hustle. Let's go.